0: Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy.
1: This week, we're bringing our current series to a close. We've been discussing the importance of knowing the hope to which God has called us. We've been called to become sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ. Jesus came to earth 2000 years ago to pay the price for sin so it can be removed from all their from all who bow their knee to him as savior and lord. He will come again in the not too distant future to cleanse the earth of all corruption and death and restore it to a fit forever home for God and his family. And all who are in heaven will come to earth be reunited With their bodies raised from the dead to live on this earth forever. We talked yesterday about how we'll get a do-over to fulfill the original mandate God gave to humanity back in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 28. God made man in his image and he gave men dominion and he told us to subdue the earth, use its resources to create God-glorifying cultures and civilizations. Mankind has pretty much failed in that task, but on the new earth, we get a do-over. We This life is not our only shot at life on this earth. We could do whole lessons on this. Many of our gifts and talents aren't even for this life. They're for the life to come when we will live lives fully glorifying to God in every way. That's part of the hope we have because we've been called to become sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ. Now, for the past few weeks, we've been talking about the fact that you have to understand the times in which we're living. We're very close to the return of Jesus, and the Bible says the days, the times, will become increasingly chaotic lawlessness, injustice, immorality, um, are going to increase, 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 and create more and more difficulties for us. But God will get us through this until he gets us out of here. But understanding of the big picture and being aware of what's going on can help you deal with what you see around you in the culture. We left off yesterday saying that Satan has, well, let me back up. When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, he gave his God-given dominion in the earth over to the devil, who became the God of this world, small g. And he's doing all he can to hold on to his kingdom. And he will do that up until Jesus returns. I pointed out yesterday that he opposed the first coming of Jesus and the spread of the gospel. He inspired Herod to kill all the babies in the region of Bethlehem to try to get Jesus. The Pharisees opposed Jesus at every step of the way. Jesus called them sons of the devil. Satan inspired Judas to betray Jesus to sinners who crucified him. Now God beat the devil at his own game by putting the sins of the world on Jesus and making him a sin sacrifice. But when Jesus rose from the dead and sent his followers out to preach the gospel, Satan went after them. Persecutions began immediately. See, Satan works to maintain control primarily by working through his sons and daughters. uh, Persecutions began that progressed from threats ultimately to execution. And Satan also went to work on the minds of men bringing false teachings and heresies into the church to undermine, dilute, and pervert the truth of the gospel. Much of what's written in the epistles is written to address false teachings that were already arising. When Jesus went back to heaven after his resurrection, his first message to his followers was, I'll be back. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11, his disciples watched him ascend up into heaven 40 days after the resurrection, and almost immediately two angels appeared and said, This same Jesus whom you've seen go shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go. In other words, Jesus is coming back. His first message message to his followers through these angels was, I'll be back. Jesus's disciples saw his first coming and they presumed they'd see his second coming. Nobody knew at that point his second coming was at least 2,000 years away. His disciples understood from the writings of the prophet Daniel and the information given to them by Jesus during his three-and-a-half-year earth ministry, and that information was later amplified to Paul and John. They got more information through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, They understood that the devil is going to oppose the coming rightful king of earth. And these men, Daniel, Paul, John, they were given a lot of information about conditions on the earth when Jesus returns. The Bible speaks of a worldwide government, economy, and religion presided over by a man empowered by Satan. This idea was first introduced by the prophet Daniel, and then John added to it in his vision recorded in the book of Revelation. Let me just read you a couple of passages uh, uh, written by John and Paul about this opposition to the return of the rightful king. First John chapter 2 verse 18, John wrote this. He said, it is the last time, the last hour, the end of this age. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, Antichrist is he who who will oppose Christ in the guise of Christ. Even now, many Antichrists have risen, which confirms our belief that it is the final, the end time. Like I say, they did not realize that Jesus wouldn't be back for 2,000 years, but they knew that Satan is going to attempt to stop Jesus' second coming by offering the world a counterfeit of Christ anti-Christ means in place of. The devil's going to offer this counterfeit of Christ to people in the hope that humanity will accept this counterfeit and then reject rather than welcome the rightful king, Jesus, when he returns. And Satan will hold on to his control of the kingdoms of this earth. Uh, Let me read Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three. Paul wrote this. Paul called this leader, whom Daniel first spoke about and John added to in the book of Revelation. Paul called this leader a man of sin or lawlessness. The son of perdition is how the King James says it, but that word has the idea of lawlessness, a man of sin or lawlessness. Paul reported that the Lord's return won't occur until this man comes on the scene. Verse 3 says, He cannot come before the final rebellion against God and the appearing of the incarnation of the wicked one, the son of hell. Jesus will not be back before this final rebellion against God and the appearing of the incarnation of wickedness, this son of hell, this man of sin, this Antichrist. Paul, like John, made it clear that the power behind this man of sin was already working even in their day. See, I just read you First John chapter 2, verse 18, where John said, there's coming the Antichrist, big A. But... Antichrist small a have already arisen, those who oppose Christ or offer themselves in place of Christ, but this final one will come. Paul, like John, made it clear that the power behind this man of sin was already at work even in his day. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 says, For the mystery of lawlessness, that hidden principle of rebellion against constituted authority, is already at work in the world. Paul went on to write, let me keep reading here, Then the lawless man will appear in person. It is through the cunning of Satan that this man of sin will come, and Satan will furnish him with every sort of power and with pretended signs and miracles. He will be equipped with all kinds of wicked deceptions so as to make men perish, all because they refuse to love the truth by means of which they could have been saved. In other words, the devil is going to offer the world a lawless man who rejects God's law and perpetrates the greatest deception ever, offering himself to the world as God, as Savior, as Prince of Peace. Through this man and people's support of him, Satan will oppose the return of Jesus. John saw it. In Revelation chapter 19, he sees the final, what we call World War III battle on this earth, whole can of worms for another day. But as that is raging, Jesus suddenly breaks through the clouds and appears in the sky. Let me read verse 19, Revelation 19. Nineteen and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, the beast is a reference to the Antichrist, the final Antichrist, and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. him that sat on the horse, if I were to read the whole chapter, is Jesus coming out of heaven on a white horse with the armies of heaven and his followers with him to reclaim the earth. The rightful king coming back and this final world ruler and those who support him turn against him and attempt to stop him. Now, let me read how it turns out. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Satan is not going to succeed at this. He's going to try to stop, actually stop, Jesus's actual second coming. But it will be stopped. Now, Paul makes a comment about that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. Let me read it. And then the lawless man will appear in person, but the Lord Jesus will blast him by the breath of his mouth, and the very majesty of his appearance will bring the power of the evil one to naught. Satan will not be successful in his attempt to hold on to the kingdoms of this world. The rightful king will take control but you have to understand the chaos that's leading up to all of this. It let's, we're almost out of time, but let me introduce what I want to talk about tomorrow. Let's take this information out of the freaky realm. Because the language used by the prophets in the Bible, the dragon, the mark of the beast, 6666, 666, it's what's called apocalyptic language. It's symbolic. These were, Daniel was a 6th century BC man and John was a first century AD man, and they were writing about 21st century life, technology, government, and warfare, and they simply didn't have the words for it. Now, the Holy Spirit could have given them the words nuclear war and uh, biochemical warfare, but nobody they wrote to would understand it. So they talk in symbols, so it's hard for us to get. This isn't a good place to stop, but we'll pick it up here tomorrow.
0: You have been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jamison, at 4720 Jamison. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson Download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at one 888 Seven three nine sixty six nineteen. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.